0: Porching Podcast is brought to you in part by Legacy Now. Legacy Now is a ministry I lead that exists to serve those that serve others, primarily in the student ministry space. If I can serve you for more information about my ministry or to connect with me on social media, you can find more information at LegacyNow.me. That's LegacyNow.me. Hey there, friend. Thanks for hanging out on the porch with me. It's, a, uh, it's actually a warm April day. In the middle of the uh, quarantine season that we're in as a country and as a state. And this is a fascinating season. I've never lived through anything like this before. It's been an interesting last couple months for sure. Watching this thing grow and grow and grow and become the pandemic that it is now. And uh, it's definitely provided for some interesting conversation back here on the porch. And, and yes, we've been social distancing on the porch because, you know, we cared all but uh, actually the last week or so it's been more zoom meetings and conversations but um anyway today i just wanted to take a quick minute and in the midst of everything going on in the midst of this world we're living in now uh i i really for me this thing has been about perspective i have older parents and You know they're in the the key range that could catch this kind of thing and so I'm always worried about them and it's it's easy to let worry consume you it's easy to let if you turn on the news it's like every time you turn around there's a new celebrity or there's a new famous person or there's a new number or a new story of someone who's gotten sick and passed away from complications due to this this disease and this virus and it's pretty harrowing it's pretty scary. And if you let it consume you, it could drive you nuts. And it's, this is a really interesting time. And I just wonder how many of us God's got our attention right now, how many of us are running to him and how many of us are running away from him? Because these are those moments that really define your life, how you choose to handle a pandemic, what do you do? Do you choose to trust him and run to him? Or do you choose to run away and be mad at him and and kind of stick your fist at him and just be mad that this is going on and i can't answer that for you i can, I can just tell you for me um, as someone who's run both ways in my life uh, i've learned there's a lot of baggage to running away from god it's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of healing that comes with running to god it doesn't answer every question doesn't make everything right doesn't mean things always work out it does mean you have someone you can trust who's always with you. Who's with you yesterday, who's with you right now, and be with you tomorrow. In fact, he's the only one that will be that way. It's pretty amazing. Today, I wanted to challenge you really quickly just about perspective. Perspective is a really interesting thing. I don't know what you think when you think about perspective or what comes to your brain when you think about it, especially right now. Uh, for some of us perspective is how you see things or how you perceive things uh it's funny we all have a different perspective i i think i've shared this before on the podcast but i i have one really good eye and one really not good eye and it's funny when i tell people that have known me for a long time who didn't know that they're kind of like huh kind of catches them off guard because they've never saw me as someone who had that issue unless you've ridden in a car with me but that's a whole other conversation but anyway Uh, it's, it's a fascinating thing when our perspective changes on people, when you hear something about someone that maybe you didn't know about, and maybe you had a certain perspective of them and it gets shifted, maybe good, maybe bad. Maybe you hear about someone doing something good and you're like, Oh, wow, what a good person. Or maybe you hear about someone that did something unwise and your opinion changes and your perspective shifts. Our perspective is a really funny thing. It has a habit of moving a lot very few things in our perspective actually stay the same for a long time if you think about it. Think about music you used to to listen to maybe five, ten years ago. Bands you used to like. Maybe TV shows you used to like. Or what was your favorite movie ten years ago? Is it still the same today? You still love to eat the same thing today that you did ten years ago? Maybe. Maybe you haven't. Ten years ago, I... I didn't have a smoker and I wasn't smoking meat. And I didn't get into this whole world of making your own rub and injecting meat and what kind of wood chips do you use and all this whole game of like this whole world of of smoking meat that I love. Ten years ago I didn't do that. I just went to a barbecue restaurant and I was like, Oh that's good. Now I go to a restaurant and I'm like, Oh man. I wanna know what they use in this rub. I wonder if they injected it. I wonder how they I wonder how long they smoked it. I wonder what kind of wood they use. Your perspective changes things a really interesting thing. It's true about our relationship with God too. I want to share a story with you that uh, it's in my first book, and it's a, unfortunately a true story, but it is what it is. When I was in college, um, which took a while, but that's neither here nor there. But when I was in college, my first year of college, uh, I grew up in a very small town, and was fairly didn't travel much, was fairly sheltered, didn't anyway. Uh, I joined a fraternity, and uh, I would say it's the smartest decision I've ever made, but God's taught me a lot from it. And a couple weeks into my freshman year of college, I'm on the freshman pledge retreat at Talladega National Forest in Talladega, Alabama. That is a large, large national forest, if you're unaware. And we get there, we get set up, get the tent set up, and the guy in charge, the guy in charge of our pledge class was like, hey, I want you all to walk a certain distance a pretty long way and I want you to find some wood and bring it back and so uh, we all go our separate ways there's maybe I don't know 10-15 of us and we're all going our separate ways we're supposed to be gone for a while we're supposed to walk a certain distance I don't remember the distance now this was quite a while ago but uh, I remember walking and collecting a bunch of wood and just walking and just kind of wondering And uh, if you know me you know I can get lost quickly um, just because I, I, I can wonder but uh, at some point I've got an armful of wood and I feel like I've been gone long enough and so I turn around to go back to the camp except I'm in the middle of one of the largest national forests in the country and I have no idea where I am and this is the before cell phones or anything electronic this was complete ghetto, gangsta you're on your own and I was not a boy scout and I'm just standing there with an armful of uh, wood, going, "What? What? Where do I? What? Where do I go?" Because I didn't really pay attention to how I got there; I just got there. And so I started walking in a certain direction, thinking I was on my way back. And I walked, and I walked, and I walked. And eventually, it was getting dark. I kept walking. At some point, I just drop all the wood I'm carrying, and I'm just want to find my way back. I'm completely lost. And the fear is eating me up. The worry starting to just creep in. That voice in your head. You're going to die in Alabama at a national park on your freshman class pledge retreat. And I can just remember being so scared. Because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know where this thing was going to go. I didn't know if I was going to be found or if I was gonna be lost forever I had no idea what was gonna happen and I just kept walking at this point it's really dark out it's been a couple hours and I've been going for quite a while and at one point on my journey of walking I see a far in the far off distance a light the first light I've seen in a long time it's like a street light and so I just tell myself, well, I'm gonna to walk towards the light. You see what I did there? It's a little, anyway, um, I, I'm walking towards the light and I've got my eyes so fixed on that, on that light, I'm not looking in front of me. And it's really dark out. And all I know is there was a moment where I took a step and I put my foot down and there was no earth underneath me. And I fell down this hill a pretty long ways. And it was not a pretty fall it was not Olympic downhill beautiful thing it was big boy falling down a mountain pretty quickly completely beat up and frustrated and on the way down there was a bunch of briars and things and when I landed I'm just bleeding and cut up and I can just remember laying there on the ground and telling myself is this it is this how it ends am I done a uh, spoiler alert no because you're listening to me talk many, many years later. Anyway, but I can just remember that feeling, just how heavy it was. And this whole thing has got my whole brain, just everything, just the fear of, I'm never gonna get out of here, I'm lost. This is not gonna get any better. And something welled up in me and I stood up and I cleaned up as much as I could. I climbed out of that pit there was like a random pit in the middle of this forest just like kind of like a sinkhole kind of thing just this massive and i didn't see it and i just fell down it so i climbed out and i kept walking towards the light at that point watching my step a little bit more i finally found a road until so i followed that road and followed that road and followed that road and eventually found the campsite with the guys and they were luckily they were worried about me they were trying to figure out where i went trying to figure out what happened to me and when I got there, they were like, whoa, whoa, what happened? I'm like, well, I got lost, they're like, no, 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 what happened? I'm like, what do you mean? And like, dude, you were covered in blood. And I didn't even realize how much I was bleeding because I was so focused on just getting there. And so we stopped and luckily there was some stuff there for me to clean up and get myself together. And I think about those that night in times like this, being lost, wondering, waiting, wishing, hoping, falling, bleeding, I can remember my head pounding just from falling and knocking it against, man, so many feelings come up about that night, but I share that story with you for an obvious reason, I look back now and I go, God, thank you for taking me through that, thank you for teaching me to keep my eye on the light and to keep moving forward. And that even when things don't make sense, I just need to take another step. And take another step. And at some point, eventually, I'm going to get somewhere. I might not get to where I want to go, but I'm going to get somewhere. But the worst thing I could do is just sit there and moan and groan and complain. I need to be active at this. I need to put my faith in the gear here and believe that maybe something could work out. I don't know where that story lands with you. I wish it wasn't true, but it is. And for a long time, I've told that story in another way. But I'm telling that story this time because I think for me, I've thought about that a, a few times the last couple of weeks, that feeling I felt of just isolation or wonder or fear of what's going to happen because that's the way it feels right now. You start looking around and you start getting worried and you go, gosh, what's what's going on? It's a pretty scary time. I read a quote. Recently from a Max Locato book. He said, God never promises to remove us from our struggles. He does promise, however, to change the way we look at them." Let me read that again. God never promises to remove us from our struggles. He does promise, however, to change the way we look at them. I want to challenge you in your perspective right now. Maybe this season, whatever it is, as hard as it is, maybe for some of us this is a season for us to really tune our attention in instead of looking at the struggle saying god what do you want from me what is it you want me to see about you or how can i be your hands and feet to others in this season leveraging whatever gifts talents and abilities he's given you i I don't know the answer to that i just know at this point in my life again i've never seen anything this crazy but i've navigated some really really hard things with people over the years there's anything i've learned from all that it's that sometimes you just need to be present be available and if it sucks it sucks there's nothing you can do about it it just sucks but you be present and you believe that god is present too that somehow some way he's going to take these ashes and make some beauty he's going to take this season and this really awful thing and he's going to do something special I will never forget I was on staff with Campus Crusade when 9-11 happened and I will never forget the stories of people in the streets of New York the weeks and months after talking to people about Jesus and how many people turned their eyes on Jesus in the midst of something awful I've said this before one of the goosebumps moments of my life was our weekly student meeting the week after 9 11 I will never forget that night God did something amazing because people were turning their eyes on him they were wondering what what what's going on because we're not promised tomorrow and sometimes God gets our attention in some really crazy ways there's so many times as I think about my life some tragedy things that that the Lord allowed me to be a part of with other people or even in my own life where I look around and go, in the moment it stinks, but in hindsight, maybe, just maybe, God had something there. that He was going to make something out of something that wasn't really that good. And if you listen to my last podcast with my buddy Tim, you can definitely hear that. Again, he, he would never ask for that situation to happen if you go back and listen to that. Yet God's making some really amazing things out of something awful. It's about our perspective. It's about how we see things. So I don't know where COVID-19 finds you. I don't know if you're afraid or just tuning out and not aware of it and just living your life. I have no idea. I know some teenagers that I have a chance to walk through life with, a lot of them have talked a lot about anxiety and just being overwhelmed and afraid of just everything because the noise is so loud, the fear is so present. And I know that uh, you can't speak enough hope in life right now. And you can't be present enough, of course, being socially distant, but just being present—whether that's a phone call, or a text message, or a video call, whatever that is—just being present and being available, and making sure people know that somehow, some way, we're going to find a way to run to God and not run away from Him, and that let's be marked as we look back on this time in our history as people who ran to Him, even when it didn't make sense, because one day, it will. That's a little time on the back porch today. I'll talk soon.